if I had come out when I was younger, I may have actually transitioned. I think now why I feel the way I do and why I feel gender fluid is just because I've been indoctrinated into the way I am. It definitely would have changed my life if I had the opportunity to be who I was when I was younger. It would have changed my life for the better, I'm sure of it. My name's Ash, and I'm a proud lesbian woman, the community engagement manager at Midsummer, and currently reside on Mirawan Gadarawan country. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the lands on which this podcast episode was recorded, the Jajawarung and Tangarung lands of the Kulin Nation, and pay my respect to elders past and present. I would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you live, work and play today, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. We recognise the important role that art has played on these lands for thousands of years and feel privileged to work alongside artists continuing the creative practice of one of the oldest surviving cultures in the world. Always was, always will be. The episode you're about to hear is with Andrew Catherine, a 60-year-old gender-fluid person who came out in 2016, around the same time as they moved to Bendigo. They share some beautiful insights about how far the world has come since they were younger and often ponder how different life may have been for them had the same knowledge and resources existed as they do today. Let's hear from Andrew Catherine. I'm Andrew Catherine. I'm gender fluid. I've been identifying this way now for a few years after coming out in um, 2016. And I'm part of the community here in Bendigo. So that's recent recent coming out. Yes, it is. Yeah. What was life like for you before you came out? Uh, stressful. Always trying to hide who I actually am. And the journey since 2016 has been an interesting one. I, I said I identify as gender fluid. Um, I, I consider myself trans, basically under the trans umbrella. And I have had thoughts about whether I was going to transition or not from male to female, but I've sort of thought to myself, it's not, it's not entirely me. I'm quite happy being, as I said, gender fluid. And I feel, I feel more female some days and more male other days. Was there something that inspired you to come out? Was there a particular thing that happened? Or um, Yeah, I, su- I suppose there was, actually. It was after my mother passed away. And I suppose I just had a feeling of... It gave me a feeling of mortality, I guess, my own mortality. And... Not just my own mortality, but um, the mortality of those around me and being truthful to them as well as to myself. It was a pretty rough time for me. My, uh, My daughter's mother passed away a year before my my mother and just having those, both of those deaths, one on top of the other, um, the years I've have spent caring for my daughter um, just 
and how she's turned out and the brilliant way she's turned out. I, I, I sort of thought, well, you know, I can't be... I suppose a long time I sort of felt some sort of guilt and shame for who I felt I was and I'd gotten to the point where I just felt it was time to let go of that to let go of that guilt and let go of that shame because I was really feeling it for nothing um, I decided because I've got nothing to be ashamed of I'm just who I am and that's it how did you come to that point to believe that? Like, to was it just a dropping of that shame? <sighs> it's been a gradual thing, um, and it's I suppose it's just because of the fact that um, I I have I had been through through a lot of things. As I was saying, I just sort of felt it was time to just be true to myself for my own sake and for others' sakes as well, just to just be more be more proud of who I am. It was time to stop feeling feeling the lack of confidence that I had. I was really suffering from self-confidence. And through a lot of a lot of reflection, through a lot of questioning, also uh, the fact that I did a um, I did a couple of diplomas at university in community services and community development. One of the things we did study was gender, and I think that helped me gain more of a realization that I could be who I am and be just be out about who I am and it gave me more confidence to be who I am I think that was probably a big thing actually it took a little while for it to sink in but once the realization was there that was probably a big that was a big prompt for me as well mm, how do you feel now Oh, a lot better about myself. Yeah, and I mean, I've got a... It was daunting at first because I was... I found a lot of trouble accessing support supports and support services. And particularly um, when I moved to Bendigo from Melbourne. But the community here has really rallied and um, the supports that weren't there have been created by the community itself. And it just, it's just so much, it's becoming a lot easier because there weren't, I say there weren't supports, there weren't supports especially for older people um, transitioning and older people coming out, especially trans people I found. It was just so difficult. All, all the services seem to, seem to have been aimed at young people for you know right through the community um but particularly with trans people and as i said the um the community here in bendigo has sort of just really created its own space did you come to bendigo before or after you came out i came to bendigo after i came out 
uh, but not long after I came out. What was the move to Bendigo? How did you come to be in Bendigo? Uh, it's very interesting um, how that worked out, actually. I came to Bendigo because I was newly married. My wife I was out to uh, before we were married. The relationship didn't work out, though, and um, we were only together for a few months after we were married. But I was looking at moving somewhere to somewhere regionally I'd been thinking about that and the prospect of it for some time it was just that my wife decided to come wanted to come here because she had family here it was a bit difficult once she left because I didn't have many contacts in the area but I've made them just the same so you feel you feel like you belong yes yeah and is that due to the the community here in Bendigo yeah yes yeah because this is audio and you spoke about the lack of support for older people, if you feel comfortable giving your age and saying how old you were when you come out, it might help people to understand. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, of course. Um, yes, I'm I'm currently 60. So, uh, so yes, when I came out, I was 54. <laughs> I'm going back thinking about that. And yes, the yeah, for I feel for um, for people at that age, they're really cut off from a lot of activities, a lot of um, support groups, a lot of bodies that uh, that yeah that do concentrate on the younger generation. Which I think it's great they are concentrating on the younger generation. I mean, I wish there were support services when I was younger and I probably would have come out at a lot, lot younger age and, um, and you know, if I felt there was understanding. But, yeah, it's just that, that lack of services for older people, it, it's still a problem, but it's getting better. Yeah. So when you were growing up, did you grow up in Melbourne? Or? Yes. Yeah. When you were growing up, how, how was it in terms of you trying to understand yourself? Um. Difficult. The area I grew up in, it was a pretty rough area in the western suburbs of Melbourne. Because of my age and because of that time, uh, it was um, homosexuality was illegal. Um, so being gay was just, yeah, not only was it illegal, it was, I'm trying to look for the right word here, um, you're ostracised. Any queer people that were in the community were immediately ostracised because um, they were not only, there wasn't, there was not only the prejudice against them, there was um, the people who were prejudiced had the law on their side and felt um, justified in being that way. So me feeling as I was was a very difficult way for me to feel. It was either pretend to be someone I really wasn't or open myself up for... Ridicule, abuse, both verbal and physical, and yeah, just be, just really be up against everything. I was also raised as a Catholic, and the churches had some pretty strong views as well, and that that was one of the things that made me feel a lot of shame, actually, too, um, about how I felt. And so it was a very difficult time for me when I was young. And that's why I said I think it's great that there's so many services around for young people now. 
what are the ways that you would have expressed yourself if you could have? Like, what, what, uh, what, what would that have looked like? I suppose if I could have expressed myself... Freely. <sighs> freely, uh, yes, when I was young, it would have been in a way that I'm, I'm, I am expressing myself now. I mean, I feel I'm able to to go out presenting as a woman anytime I anytime the um the need not need um, that's not the right word the um anytime I feel that way anytime that is comfortable for me not comfortable for the people around me I think I would have it would have been something similar if I could have that's what I would have been doing when I was younger and I would have been participating in a, a much wider range of activity, activities when I was younger. And I think that um, by doing that, I would have felt a much better about myself, just that I was being myself. Whereas when I was young, it was, there was either activities that I didn't really want to participate in because they were just too too masculine orientated um i'm trying to think of i can't think of a better wording there no but that's that's reasonable and there were there were activities that i would have liked to have done that boys or young men just didn't do and so um so i was excluded from and it's yeah so i feel like i sort of, I, I did miss out on a lot when I was younger. And I feel that if I had come out when I was younger, I may have actually transitioned. I think now why I feel the way I do and why I feel gender fluid is just because I've been indoctrinated into the way I am. It's masculinity has been internalised because it's there's been so much external pressure on me to be that way. And it's probably why I feel partly feminine and partly masculine. It definitely would have changed my life if I, if I was, had the opportunity to be who I was when I was younger. It would have changed my life for the better, I'm sure of it. That you're owning it now. Yes. That's great. Yes, I am. But, yeah, mm. I, and I... Yeah, that there's some sadness around that too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How were your family in in accepting your coming out? Yeah, uh, my family. Family and friends, I guess. Family and friends accepting my coming out. Well, family is interesting. My mother and father have both both passed away. I never came out to either of them. My sister, that's my immediate family. Um, she's doesn't talk to me anyway. <laughs> um, my daughter has been absolutely brilliant in accepting me. Um, as for other relations, extended relations, um, none of them talk to me anymore either. 
and I haven't come out to them directly, but I'm pretty open about who I am on um, on social media and everything. And they've just really stopped talking to me. So that's okay too, I guess, if because um, I feel that my I have some good friends around me. You choose your family. Yes, yeah. you choose your family. It's um, it's a um, it's an expression that's used a fair bit, but it's very accurate in its um, in how how valuable it is to be able to do that. I think yeah, your daughter accepting you so openly is probably the best gift that yes, you could ever have. It I is. have a daughter too, and so I can't imagine you know life without her and. Yes. She's 21, so... My daughter's 24. And right. She's all the family, you know, like mm. blood family that I need. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody else really that doesn't want anything to do with me mm. really matters at all. Mm. Were you able to, as you are growing up, were you able to express to anyone close to you about the feelings that you were having? No. It was very much kept... Inside, yeah. yes. So it must feel whew, great relief... Mm. to finally just feel and be and express and be accepted and understood and by this community at least. It and is. the wider global you know, community of LGBTIQIA+. Yes, yeah. it really and is. feel a part of something so, you know, a community that's so kind and mm. loves unconditionally. And Yes, and that's, that's the thing about about the community. Um, I haven't met a bad person in the community yet. So, I mean, that's got to say something. Yeah. So you're planning to stick around Bendigo? That is what I'm um, thinking at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any plans on moving either back to Melbourne or anywhere else. I really like it. Um, I really like it in Bendigo. I... I like the that it's a bit of a more relaxed pace and I like being around nature. I always have and there's much more opportunity for it here. Um, I can't see myself living in a city again. If I were to move, it would be to another country area. It wouldn't be to the city. What does pride mean to you? Pride. What pride means to me is I suppose it goes a lot on what I've spoken about, just feeling good about yourself, um, about who you are, about being part of something, about being part of a community, about having respect for yourself um, and having respect for others. Mm -hmm. And what would you like, if there's anything you would like to say to your teenage self, what would it be? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, get out there and be yourself and don't be... Don't take anyone's criticism on board or any views that um, go against your own because yours are the only ones that really matter. Is there anything you wanted to say that you haven't said in our conversation? Just I suppose that for anybody listening to this, don't be afraid to be who you are. You're the most important person and... Don't let what others say upset you because um, how they, whatever their feelings of hatred or 
um, basically, yeah, just hatred. Whatever their feelings of hatred are, they're their feelings, and you don't have to take them on board. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, Elaine. <laughs> This podcast is released every Tuesday and Friday and could not have been possible without the support of our local community partners, Midsummer and the Fairer Victoria portfolio of the Victorian State Government. Throughout the series, you will hear firsthand the successes, hopes, dreams, fears and struggles of diverse members of our community. Pridefinder, the Rainbow Road Trip, was a travelling project commissioned during the 2023 Midsummer Festival as part of the State Government's initiative, Victoria's Pride. Helen Thomas, an award-winning creative audio producer, journalist and queer ally, developed a mobile story studio with the purpose of encouraging connection, cultivating empathy and preserving people's experiences. As much of Victoria's queer history relies on verbal recount, Midsummer, Helen and the Pride Finder connected with regionally living LGBTQIA plus Victorians to help capture their unique stories. These conversations are frank, honest and reflect the language, thoughts, history and opinions of the individual. Views may not be shared by Midsummer or the Victorian State Government. Please keep yourself safe and refer to the show notes for specific triggers related to each episode. If something in this podcast has made you feel uncomfortable or brought up challenging feelings, please seek support from a loved one or from one of the helplines listed at the bottom of the show notes. <laughs>